Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and Alan Watt Sentient Sentinel.eu on August the 1st, 2007. Tonight you'll hear the talk or the follow-up of Butch Chancellor and Martha, his wife. You've already heard one part of the problems we're having on a previous talk we did on the site concerning the authorities who wanted to keep Martha in the hospital and then transfer her to a hospice but thanks to the listeners and the phone calls and letters that came in they suddenly changed their diagnosis and let her go home however tonight you'll hear about the follow up of how the authorities are still coming back to the home under false pretenses trying to gain access and all the little tricks that they play on people who are elderly trying to fool them to gain access into the house without warrants etc these untidy things from an old fashioned era where people had to bring warrants to gain access to a home no, now it's their policy and it's uh, it's the, just what they do, it's their mandates they've watched so much television that even the recruits that come into these jobs and professions believe they don't need warrants at least they try and trick the homeowner that they don't need warrants so here's the story so far Martha is home and these characters from the so-called social services are trying to gain access because they still want to put her in a hospice. They don't give up, you see. They hate being foiled by the common public that stands up to them. These services are now authorities, and they try and fool you into believing they have more power than they actually have. Unfortunately, because of the conditioning through fictional dramas on television and movies, the people do have a distorted view or perception of reality, and they believe the fictional versions. They've seen the cops smashing doors down and just going in. They've seen how professional uh, and caring these these healthcare workers are through fictional programs, and it's all a distortion, as I say, of perception. It's an illusion. It's a con game. Uh, these characters are bus- work for businesses, big business, and the healthcare industry is a huge business that makes a lot of money off of suffering and blackmail, basically. If you have the money and insurance, yeah, they'll treat you. If you don't, you're thrown off to the scrap heap to die in the streets. That's how much they care in this so-called advanced civilization. So here is the continuing drama of Butch Chancellor and his wife Martha as they get harassed by these people who play tricks at the doorstep with policemen hidden round corners ready to come to the aid of the supposed social worker if indeed that's what this woman was. Well, my uh, wife was in uh, one of the local hospitals uh-huh. and uh, two weeks or so after uh, she was in there was a knock on the door and there was a woman and uh, a man uh, on my step and uh, they kind of uh, aroused my interest because they had no appointment and uh, the first words out of the woman seemed to be in charge and uh, she uh, first words out of her mouth were um, 
we're from the hospital senior services and we're here to help you. I said, well, I knew it was a lie because I spent the morning on the telephone to the hospital and nobody said about anything about sending one, anyone out. And so I was uh, uh, pretty conscious about uh, somebody coming in and, and uh, we, we would like you to invite us in. We would like to come in and talk to you. And uh, I says, well, I really don't have time for that right now. Um, uh, if you have a brochure, you can leave me. Or say, oh no, we don't do that. We we uh, we would just come in and give you and uh, see what we can do to help you. I said, well, right now I'm busy and I don't really think I need any help. Um, and uh, she became quite insistent, so I told her. Um, as I think my suspicion kept going up, and I said, wait just a minute, are you from some government agency? And she said, well, yes, we really are. And I said, well, in that case, you know, you need to have a warrant, don't you? Oh, oh, well, uh, well, no. Uh, I said, you don't have a warrant? Maybe you better go get one. And uh, she... Uh, and, and by the way, thank you for the courtesy about calling in advance. And uh, she said, well, uh, uh, she lied again. She said, uh, well, uh, we called and called, but just couldn't get through. Well, of course, we have the answer machine here, and uh, she could have gotten through. But anyway, she, she went away. They went away. And um, last... Uh, uh, week, I think it was uh, uh, July the 26th, there was a knocking at the door, and it was the same woman, and she was, appeared to be alone, and, uh, and uh, she started to say something, and I said, well, just hold it just a minute, excuse me a minute. And I had since uh, acquired a camcorder, so I grabbed my camcorder and began filming her. And she began to holler really loud, what are you doing, what are you doing, what are you doing? And at that time, uh, two cops appeared. They, one had been stationed on each side of my door and thus out of my sight. And, and these were the big knuckle-dragging uh, kind of cops, you know. In a black uniform, and uh, uh, so uh, I asked her what her name was to get it on the film, and uh, she kind of muttered because she didn't want it on the film, I guess. And I asked each of them what their names were, and they did the same thing. So I didn't get a hold of so far as identification from these guys, but. Uh, she uh, uh, said, uh, uh, we, we want to come in and do follow-up on Martha, your wife. Well, when, when was this, Butch? Uh, this was uh, uh, July the 26th. Okay, and so Martha was home and all the rest 60, of it. Yeah, Martha was at home. And I know that she was at the hospital. So, uh, you know, we didn't have, uh, then they, they were here to help me, right? Now they're here to help Martha. Yeah. Okay, so, um, she uh, said, uh, I, 
I told her, well, you know, uh, you guys, I told them all, I addressed them all. I said, you know, you guys uh, want to come in here. Uh, you know the law. Uh, you don't enter a citizen's home uh, without a warrant. And this one cop popped up and said, unless we have permission. I said, well, you don't have permission. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the uh, woman says... Are you uh, holding her against her will? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, uh, I was flabbergasted at that, so I just turned to Martha and I said, Honey, am I holding you against your will? Mm-hmm. And Martha says, Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that didn't fly. So uh, uh, she says, uh, uh, Let's see. What was it? Uh, where do we go from there? Oh, uh, you uh, you must have, uh, if you won't let us in, and I told him again, uh, get a warrant. And uh, uh, she said, uh, well, uh, you must have something to hide, uh, you know, or you would let us in. Mm-hmm. And I says, well, I'll bet you've got something to hide. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she says, oh, no, no, I've, uh, I've got a mandate. Mandate. And uh, um, I, uh, I'm just doing my job. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to tell her, well, that's what they taught, said at Nuremberg, and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't have known what that meant. She decided she probably didn't know where Nuremberg was. Mm-hmm. So uh, we let that uh, slide, and I just gave them another lecture on uh, warrants and their uh, uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have laws anymore. They have policies and mandates. Right, uh-huh. right. Yeah, they, they didn't want to discuss uh, the law at all. Yeah. Well, it's a nuisance, that, that, that law, you I know. Mean, they, they didn't deny that that was the law, but they, they just mm-hmm. they went around it. They lied their way in. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't go work, then we intimidate our way in. And this was this operation was strictly intimidation. Sure. Uh, the, uh, one of the guys had uh, uh, a neck that was uh, went straight up to his chin from his chest. We won't talk about. Uh, yeah, he's been specially engineered for the job. Right. We won't talk about neck size and, and IQ now. Yeah. But. Uh, it comes from an injection bottle of steroids. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, that would explain that. That mm-hmm. would explain that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys, all they did in this thing, I had, other than that one remark from that one fellow, is they strutted around like a bunch of overfed turkeys. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, was their, uh, uh, in one case, his belly pushed out, and the other guy did have his chest put out. He, he, he was not, he hadn't had as many steroids, maybe, all of could be, It could be that. They're expensive, though. Mind yeah. you, the taxpayer often pays for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, and um, uh, the one on steroids there uh, continued to finger his gun butt all the time, his pistol butt. Yeah. That, that's what you yeah. can find out where he's... He had an itchy trigger thing. No, what it is, they're going to find out where their waistline is. Understand, because they yeah. can't they can't see it. So because they're belly, oh. yeah. So so he's figured, trying to find his. He's he lost his pistol. Huh? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that describes him. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And so this went on until I had uh, lectured them three times on the value of a warrant. And uh, one on steroids uh, held up his hand, uh, his right hand, up into the air, and he made some kind of a signal. He had his two fingers open, the pointy finger and the one next to it, and he had it up open in a sort of a V, but kind of in a hook shape. And uh, mm -hmm. he was signaling someone. But uh, The other fellow had moved a little uh, past the doorway out of my sight, but I don't think he was signaling to him, so there may have been a truckload of them out there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, were they ordinary police dressed like police or did they? Or, or, or well, they did have uh, uh, the uh, SPD, Springfield uh, Police Department, insignia on their collars. Okay. Uh, however, it was a good old uh, Nazi SS black uniform. Yeah, did have the, the pant legs tucked into boots? Uh, no, they didn't. This no. bunch didn't. Uh, okay. Uh, I think I told you about one of them that was that way before mm -hmm. in an earlier interview. Yeah. But uh, these guys were didn't have blouse boots. Okay, so they were low-order SWAT teams. Right. They were the wannabes that failed it because of their weight, line, weight uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, the thing about blasting your boots is I'd, I'd be worried about that. If you ever run across a bunch of 82nd Airborne guys, they'll, uh, mm -hmm. they will do bad things to, uh, to ground troops who uh, blouse their boots, you know. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they did in my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to. If the Airborne were only people, people who were permitted to blouse their boots. Yeah. But uh, anyway, they moved on out, and I haven't heard from any of them here since uh, they were here. So, so the police moved off first and left the, the feminazi there? Right? Uh, well, no, the, move, uh, the feminazi went with them. Gee, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you caught the whole thing on, on videotape. Yes, I have. I've got it all on videotape, and as soon as I get a uh, DVD, DVD back from here while it's on the way to you. Okay, yeah. So you got them with, with, with their, their, their gun butts, their hands on the guns and the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that came out good. As a matter of fact, I got some stills of that. If uh -huh. you can uh, find some way to let me uh, uh, send it to you in a, um, an attachment, why uh, you could, I understand yeah. you're not wanting to use attachments. Yeah, if I know who it's from, I can open them. Okay, well, I'll tell you who it's from, and then, uh, mm -hmm. and I will include uh, uh, the stills that I've grabbed from that. Mm -hmm. uh, gun butt still, and uh, face and headshots, and things like that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you got the audio on that as well? Is it digital? Yes, and the audio is much better than my photography because I forget the camera and respond to these people. <laughs> Yeah, I know. A bit shaky so I ended hands, up getting yeah. pictures of people's shoes. Shoes, well, you saw them buffed up and all that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, anyhow, I got to thinking about it, and I decided I better uh, uh, get a copy of the report. Now, uh, police activity reports are public knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, supposed to be. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Well, they used uh, to be, yeah. If I ask for one, well... Uh, no more, I guess. Uh, whenever I called about it, why the guy uh, 
at uh, police headquarters said, uh, well, you have to come down to the station to get one of those. Uh-huh. That was to discourage me. And I said, well, if it happens, I'm housebound. Uh, can't mm-hmm. we do this by mail? Mm-hmm. He says, wait a minute. Uh, and uh, he put me on hold for quite some time. And then when he came back and he says, What's the report number? And I says, well, that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> why is he asking you for the report number? <laughs> yeah, he asked me for the report number. Yeah. And he says, um, well, uh, didn't you get it? It's on there on your blue ticket. Didn't you get a blue ticket? And I says, well, no, uh, nobody gave me a blue ticket. And he says, well, if you don't have a blue ticket, you can't get the report. I said, now, wait a minute. Are you telling me that the next time uh, they show up around here, why, uh, I must uh, ask the guy for a blue ticket? He says, no, he won't give you one. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the beauty of this nonsense theory. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. you can't get there from here, Alan. Uh-huh. Have you, uh, are you, I, 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 for a long time, I've uh, seen the world from the point of view of George Orwell. Yeah, yeah. However, I think that's passe. We must now look at the world from Franz Kafka's point of view. I think so. I think so. With a little bit of psychedelic uh, LSD in there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would help. Yeah, that I think. would help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I just had a good shot of that, I'd have been... I could you, you'd see the world in a completely new way. Yeah. way to get along with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, the... Um, it's really Cinderella that you would see then, and, and the, the two tooth fairies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that would work. Yep. But, yeah, they, uh, well, uh, from uh, from what I can see, uh, they, um, you know, they try to fake their way in con you. Uh, here you are, you know, senile old geezer, right? Mm-hmm. An easy one to roll over. Your second childhood, don't you know? Yeah. So we can, we'll just go in there and con him. And we'll get in his house and we'll take whatever we want. We'll leave whatever we want. And, uh, hey, uh, you know, we'll railroad this guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, when that doesn't work, uh, then we're going to scare the cra- crap out of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know what their third stage is. But, but didn't that feminazi say that, that they want, she wanted them or they wanted them in a, uh, your wife in a hospice? Uh, no, she has never said that. Okay. Uh, that is uh, apparently the thing. Certainly other people from the uh, hospital and uh, so on have said that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, she didn't, uh, she was trying to con me before, and I think she knew that would be the wrong thing to say. Yes. I do think that's their intent. And, Paul, plus, you, didn't you lie about who she was initially? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they can't yeah. even tell you what department they're from. I mean, mm-hmm. and yet, if you don't go along with their lies... Mm-hmm. Or, or or you show that you don't believe them, then yeah. they're going to use the heavies, the steroid right. heavies on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so uh, here they were with the heavies, but uh, they don't want any record of this, Alan. No, and they don't have it, apparently, eh? Yeah. yeah, well, that's what he was telling me. I thought that was only for politicians. And... Well, yeah, he says... Um, and I don't understand this fully, Alan, uh, as to why. I mean, I saw them here and got them on camel. Yeah, That's yeah. a secret. That's right. My well, neighbors saw if they were looking, you know. It was, and they probably were, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, near 6 p.m. Uh-huh. 
And, uh, well, you see, you and your camera had a hallucination. Yeah. That's how it'd be yeah. in a court of law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, uh, this, uh, this guy's telling me this stuff. He says, you can't, um, uh, uh, there is uh, no uh, report unless uh, you have, unless he gave you a blue ticket. There is no report. I says, I, now let me get this right. Uh, you, uh, you have no record of these people being out here? Mm-hmm. He says, that's not what I said. Uh-huh. I didn't say that. Yeah. He said, it's not a public record. Oh, it's a private yeah. record. Private records on the public. Right, yeah, you know, it's a public... You, did you, you got the, those guys, they, they had uh, their depots on their, their collars, you said, right? Did they have their badge numbers there, too? Uh, they had a badge, but I couldn't see it. We'll look closer at the... Uh, you blow up the video still. There is a badge number. I'm being told that uh, these days a lot of them don't uh, have badges. Oh, they'll take them off. The on the badge. Yeah, the ones that they can pin on, they take off before they come to the house, so they kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And they're all services, you understand, these are services, you know. Oh, yeah. They come to see if you want their service. Yeah, Like yeah. the health service and the, the police service, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They'll be all fun. We're, we're going to service you. That's, that's yeah. the old farm term. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing what they're doing. And this is happening every day all over the place. Right. To people. Yeah, I, I, I got the idea that I'm not unique, you know. This is a yeah. standard procedure. But well, the problem is, too, you don't watch enough TV. hiding to the edge of the door, you know they practice that. Mm-hmm. If you watch more, more television fiction and detective stories and hospital stories and dramas, you see, you would just obey whatever they, they told you to do. Yeah. And so your programming isn't taking properly. Well, and, that's true. And I, I don't know if it's a law about that yet. I haven't watched so much television per week, maybe. Yeah, I've been neglecting my TV program. Your indoctrination, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and know, now you're not cooperative. Uh-huh. Pardon me? You're not cooperative now, you see. That's right. Uh-huh. You know, if, uh, if I just had my programming and uh, maybe uh, maybe some uh, legal drugs. You know? Well, maybe some of that toothpaste uh, that was banned yes. that the hospital sent Martha back with. with, with oh, with, you uh, want to know about the toothpaste? Okay, now that's on my... Uh, the picture of it and a little story about it is on my uh, website. You want that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, at uh, Vetzine, that's V as in Victor, E-T, Z as in zero, I-N-E, dot, B as in boy, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. That's, uh, that's a contraction for Veterans Magazine. It's Vetzine dot uh, blogspot dot com. And uh, you run down there a couple, three articles, and uh, I got the pictures of the uh, uh, poison toothpaste mm-hmm. and a little uh, article or two. Yeah, they sent the, uh, two tubes of it home with her. How many tubes? Two tubes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, Chinese toothpaste. Martha came home on uh, June the 15th, and on June the 1st, 
the uh, FDA uh, sent out a warning telling everybody to scrub that stuff. Well, gee, they were still giving that stuff out at the hospital on June 15th. Mm-hmm. Well, hospitals are experts. They know these things, you see. Oh, yeah. Well, they ought to know what the FDA is saying anyway. Now, but uh, the FDA is pretty wishy-washy about the whole thing. They, and this was an advisory to scrap it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Canadian uh, people banned uh, all toothpaste from China. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're treating their folks a little bit better than that. I don't know. I, th- I think we have a better quality sp- aerial spray going on than you do. Oh, okay. You beat us out on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, maybe you don't need the toothpaste, Alan. No, I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't think I do. Probably uh, get all of that by sniffing the breeze out there with an aerial spray on. That's right. I, I think there's even tinges there of some sedatives. People get very tired easily now. Oh yeah. They're being sedated and tranquilized and yeah, made very happy for the changes to come. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, but how's Martha doing anyway? Oh, she's just doing really well. Uh, she's regaining her strength when she was weak when she came home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's regaining her strength, and we have some really top-notch um, home health people coming in here to help her. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are really good. Uh, they, uh, they, they move heaven and earth to take good care of her. Yeah. And uh, when they run out of anything to do with that, well, they go through the house uh, dusting and cleaning. Wow, I need I need some of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I told the gal who runs the service that I'd marry like that. <laughs> they can do anything, Alan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See that there are good there are good people out there too. There are, mm-hmm. but uh, you know. Um, uh, there is more of these bad apples than you would really believe. The, the bad apples go to the to the bully jobs because they like the power. Mm-hmm. They don't do the, the scrubbing and cleaning and the, oh, no, the, the, no, the they caretaking. Don't, they don't do that. No. No, they like the bully. They like to see people quiver in their boots and, mm-hmm. and they get off on it because there's all got problems in certain areas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I'm sure it works on some people, you know. Mm-hmm. You know well, imagine uh, an old geezer, uh, uh, about half sick and, uh, you know, uh, over the hill. Well, hey, we'll just treat him any way we want to. Yeah, just like television dramas, you know, they're all silly and mumbling. You don't talk when you get older, you know, you mumble and right. and you're confused, especially when you say, no, you can't come in. You must be confused. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Then you, you start quoting law, you must be having hallucinations and hearing voices or something. Yeah, yeah well, those you know, youngsters never quote the law. No. So it must be, um, you know, they coming out. It must be uh, this, this thing called freedom or a remembrance of, of a time that's no longer here. Yeah, well, that's probably a part of it, Alan. Uh, that's, that's a good point, that... Um, Things have uh, uh, deteriorated remarkably through my lifetime or my awareness. You know, when, when I was a kid, I, uh, hey, you never saw a cop. You never saw. I did not see. I grew up in the country. Mm-hmm. Where did you uh, grow? You grew up where? In the country, where? on the farm. Oh, what state? 
uh, Missouri, yeah. the northern edge of the Ozarks. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't see a game warden until I was t- 21 years or Well, I was older than that. I think I was 31 years old before I saw a game warden. Mm-hmm. I had heard of one who came to town, and they ran him out of town. Oh, yeah. The game warden that ever showed up. Mm-hmm. They took his hat off and pooped in it. Ah, okay. <laughs> I guess he was trying to push new laws and rules down. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. you know, telling guys they couldn't shoot deer or oh. hungry. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the people used to. I don't know how long it was after that before they did get one in there that stuck. You know. Uh huh. Well, it took it took years of propaganda and television and nature programs to change everyone's right. attitudes and perceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there was. Uh, it was a different world in Ellen. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, the spiral downward is accelerating, it seems to me. Yeah. Well, you do have a generation grown up who've been weaned on television, uh, weaned on on propaganda at school and from nature programs. Yeah. They believe that the experts should run the world and that you just do what you're told. Yeah. Because you are the problem. Right, and, and you can't shoot Bambi even if your kids are hungry. You know. That's right, that's right. Because Bambi is, is human too, according to the cartoons. Oh, yeah. And, and talks your language. she was that uh, fake or real social worker what did you say about your wife's condition and you mentioned that the, the short term memory that's what it was oh that was back earlier yeah while mother was in the hospital um, oh that was a doctor we took her to and, and, and those people at the hospital were saying the same thing Five years approximately. Mm-hmm. 
But that uh, slowly improved over time, and uh, she'll tell you anything you want to know about yesterday. Yeah. That uh, she doesn't know uh, or remember much about what went on this morning. Uh-huh. But uh, is this some crime that uh, she needs to be uh, thrown in one of these nursing prisons because of that? This is wondering. Is a new a new law we haven't been told about that if you have if you're demented and then you have to be put in a hospice. Right. Uh, if you have, right. I mean, my goodness, I've, I've had memory loss since I was born because I, I'm so abstracted with things. I, I, sure. I don't notice half the things that well, most people do. Well, if, you, if you're not paying attention to the thing, mm-hmm. a lot of attention, you're not going to retain it. That's right. I never even remember my birthday. I never, ever sure. do. Because it's irrelevant to me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, you know, um, uh, Unless I have an appointment or something like that, why? Uh, and that's that's their standard test: is what day is it? What's the date today? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know because I'm not paying any attention to it unless I have something scheduled. Yeah. You know. So yeah, uh, yeah I'd flunk for test too. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, see, they'd be much better when they have us all chipped than we're all cyborgs. Oh yes. Because, well, uh, I, I just saw something uh, on the net about that, uh, that they've announced they're going to chip the troops. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you may have seen the same thing. I know that they had already done it uh, in special yeah, forces. In special forces, they'd given them tracker chips initially. Yeah. That was years ago. This is yeah. brain chips, and we're going to do it in two to five years or something like that. Well, you know, they've already got it working, or they wouldn't be coming up with us, but... Yeah. I'll send you that on the email if you're interested. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just saw it on there uh, yesterday, I think. But um, uh, uh, in the 70s, uh, they were doing the trucker chip thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of my nephews was a medic, and uh, he was assigned to do this uh, to uh, assist the dentist and some stuff, and they, uh, he was inspecting the teeth on this uh, guy, and uh, got in there and he noticed a black spot, a large black spot on the back side of one of his upper front upper teeth, mm-hmm. and a, a black string or wire or something that ran around uh, uh, over the other teeth on the inside. Yeah. He started chipping away on that, and the guy just went ballistic. Yeah. And uh, uh, began cussing him and telling him to get out and leave him alone, shoved him away. And uh, so he called uh, his uh, officer boss. He said, oh, I'm sorry, we, you were not supposed to have that guy. I was supposed to do him. He's... Um, uh, Green Beret, and uh, he uh, and I'm supposed to do him. So you just forget this ever happened. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently they were doing it then on a crude sort of way. Yeah, I know that they used it in Gulf War One with the Special Air Service. I guess they were putting them under their eyebrows there, chipping them in there. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, McVeigh uh, complained about uh, having a pain in the rear. He said he had That's a chip right. in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Of course, of course, that was led all the newspapers to say, "Well, we, that's, well now we know he's crazy." Yeah, and, and you know, and 
It's been the 1960s for the first time in the history of psychiatry, a new phenomena came out in Britain and some European countries at the same time where individuals were getting put in mental hospitals complaining that they were being controlled by computers via a chip in their body, usually their spine. And the only thing they all had in common is that they all had minor operations whilst in the military. Yeah. But they were convinced. Now, back in the 60s, very few people knew about the computers and stuff. It was a specialized area. And uh, these were ordinary people from little towns and villages. Uh, Before that, schizophrenia used to manifest itself through hallucinations to do with religious phenomena, that type of thing. And suddenly, no, it was a computer chip implanted in their body that they thought that they had that was controlling them. And I think they were testing that stuff out back in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, I think you must be right about that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. uh, uh, Before they tell you, we're going to have it going here in five or ten years, while they've already had it going 20 years. (laughs) That's right, that's right. But you don't know about it. Well, yeah, we're the last to know, because even the stuff they tell us and show us even uh, is is obsolete. The, the, the ones that they'll actually give you are so far ahead. It's, it is nanotechnology. Yeah. It's nano-sized technology, and they could give it to you through any inoculation. You wouldn't know. It's so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you let it go downwind and scatter that stuff by airplane. Yeah. Breathe that stuff, I guess. Yeah, and the nanotechnology, they've admitted, can form a circuit, a circuit inside your body because they can find each other and reformulate themselves to complete a circuit or, or a particular type of circuit oh, or a right. specialized circuit, yeah. So they, they can do that. Running hither and yon in there, uh, you ought to be a total mess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll be much more efficient when we get the brain chip. We won't. Uh, we won't have short-term or long-term memory. No one will forget anybody's birthday or wedding uh, anniversary, right. or because we know weddings anyway, and you'll have all your programming from a central computer. Sure. It'd be so much more efficient. Yeah. And if they and, and if uh, they don't want you to remember who you're married to, you, they'll give you a new memory of being married to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a fact. They'll give you a, re- a new program, and you have a, you know, a totally different memory of who you are. Yeah. And just think of that a little bit. Millions could have the same program, the same memories. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yes, that's right. Standardization. And and with Bill Gates running it, imagine how messed up that will be. Yeah, the William the Gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting name. I am the will of the Gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. Your, Your windows will be crashing all the time. Yes, they will. Have to reboot your brain chip. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they have planned, and and then all the new agers can all be one. Oh they, yeah, they've been wanting to be one for a long that's time. Something they've been wanting to do anyway. Yeah, but yeah. we'll all be one. It's not wonderful. Yeah. Uh huh. All one big happy one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the Borgs. Except for the elite who admit they won't chip themselves. 
Well, no, uh, they wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they, they want to be uh, uh, the ones that order the uh, programming and order the uh, mm-hmm. uh, operations, you know, and uh, that, well, that wouldn't be productive to check down. Yeah, what they've already, they've already said, you see, that there'd be no individuality once the brain chips occurred. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, they said that the masses of the public won't need that because the government will be making all their decisions for them, but the elite must keep their, their qualities for self-survival and, and uh, independence, mm-hmm. so they won't have the chip, you see. Well, naturally. But, but all those little people will be more efficient and productive, perhaps, and they won't have happy. to... Imagine oh, happy. happy In fact, you, will, you won't know what unhappiness is, you see, because you won't know what anything is. Right. You'll just have a program and... And you could be employed just mucking out some barn somewhere, and they can give you a program, and and you're actually walking on the moon with uh, some film star or something, in your head. <laughs> yeah, and and they wouldn't have to ask you questions like, "Are you happy at your work anymore?" Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's called efficiency and progress, you know. Bridge on the river Kwai. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you happy in your work? That's it. Are you happy in your work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll answer uh, in a Borg way, and you'll tell them absolutely, we are one, mm-hmm. and uh, all is well with the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a wonderful world it will be. And you, you do know that people will, like, will go into this step by step, voluntarily too, you know. Well, yeah, that's the uh, strangest part of it all, Alan, is uh, there will be people uh, lining up to uh, get their brain chip down at Walmart. You know yes, that. that's right, uh, especially if you say it's free. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just like the flu shots. I couldn't believe it. After all the propaganda, and they use the same scare tactics every year. Oh, we might not have enough flu shots. Mm-hmm. And there's a lineup of elderly people in one of the U.S. states and they were fighting in the queue with each other to get forward to get their free flu shot. Oh, boy. And I thought that could just as easy be the brain chip. Mm-hmm. And they'll do that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, afraid to take any shots or, or have anything to do with a doctor if I could possibly avoid it these days. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to do to you. The problem is they don't know themselves. Oh, no, no, they don't know. They'll, they'll be very enthusiastic to give you the lightest um, shots full of mercury, and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they don't even read the label to see it contains mercury or know that mercury is dangerous. Or, yeah. You know, a good many of them, they just, uh, they're just as zombie-like as uh, the rest of the population. They go home and watch the same TV, don't they? And, of course, they get the same indoctrination at university, and would your professor lie to you? Yeah. It never occurs to them. It never occurs to them. They're being conned. And, f- and they don't have the ability, you know, to an- analyze the contents of these inoculations themselves. It's, no. it's, it's all based on faith. Mm-hmm. Once that stuff leaves the, the laboratory, everybody's been conditioned in, under the same education system to, to take it on faith that that's what it's supposed to do, oh, yeah. whatever it says on the label. 
know, and uh, they, they all get uh, really nervous if you ask them a question. Oh, yes. Like, like, why are you asking that? You're just a simple little oh, yeah. commoner. They get uppity if you ask them a question. Because you're too silly to understand the answers you understand. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. 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 They can't tell you. They've taken years of training, you know, to be bamboozled like that. It's hard to explain your bamboozlement to a commoner. Well, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, it's not something you would want to do anyway because uh, you've got to keep that commoner in his place. He's got to keep looking up to you and taking your word. Mm-hmm. For it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, that used to be taught in the medical school that they had to put on this, this air of superiority because it was, they said it was essential to have the patient obey and believe in them. Well, I hadn't heard that, Alan, but it makes sense. It matches up with uh, the lawyers. The lawyers do that. They get that in school. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's called client control. Yes. And, and they talk about it uh, uh-huh. amongst themselves. And uh, the uh, one guy, one lawyer that we had uh, for Martha years ago. This is after, after. was telling me that. Yeah, you tried, didn't you try to, to sue them after they, they, they gave her the short term memory loss with driving holes through her brain, you yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 we, uh, and uh, that'll get you an education, just file a medical malpractice, uh, mm-hmm. see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he slipped up and he mentioned client control. Uh, the, uh, well, he was angry with me because I could not fail to go along with something. And his fellow lawyers told him, and he told me this, they told me that I had lost client control. Okay. Well, you know, from my part of view, I am the client, and I'm paying you the money, Buster. I am the controller here, but but they, they, they train you, they train these guys to do this. Well, you're supposed to have faith in him, yeah. Client control. Yeah, it really means you've lost faith, you see. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was, I was uh, asking questions and uh, refusing to do what he wanted me to do without justification. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't remember the, uh, the incident, but uh, that's how it came about. And, and then later on, I was talking with another lawyer, and he was kind of edging in that way, telling me this, telling me that. And, uh, and I says, look, if you're going to pull that client control stuff, we can quit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah, we've got to have client control, and we will have client control. I said, you don't have client control of me, Buster. And I was interviewing him whether or not to hire him. Mm-hmm. So I just left the office and I didn't hire him. But we're all the same way. They all get the same training. Yeah. You don't improve your lot by going to another one. Uh, no. That issue, anyway. No. But, um, what happened to the end? You went through quite a few uh, of those cases, didn't you, trying to... Yes. Uh, altogether, we were in about six courts in a period of six years, and in the end, why... Uh, uh, they, uh, the deal was, Alan, is they would never let it come to trial. Yeah. It's an open and shut case. You just show the jury the uh, x-rays or CAT scans and MRIs of her head mm-hmm. uh, showing that wound. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, and we know who put the wound there, and there's the wound, and that's the end of the case, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they would just never let it come to that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the end, why uh, we were worn out, and they were, they found my heel uh, of Achilles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, that was Martha. And uh, they wanted to uh, send her uh, to have, guess what, a, uh, to a psychi- psychiatric clinic mm-hmm. and have her examined. Well, we had done that before, and they wanted to have her declared incompetent. Okay. The idea then was... The person who was incompetent can't put a lawsuit against you. Yeah, <laughs> so they put holes in your head and they declare you incompetent yeah. so you can't sue them. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, uh, Where, where's Perry Mason when you need him, eh? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt Block. I want Matt Block. Somebody bring me Matt Block. Someone who who just cares and can't sleep until they get justice done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those guys. That good propaganda. Uh, oh, yeah. Probably. You know, I didn't meet a single lawyer that fit that description in years of that stuff. And I've met a lot of them. Yeah. You know, I hired several and fired several. And they, 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 they get very testy with you and you fire a lawyer. Uh, yeah. You go around and try to hire another one, and uh, they don't want to take your case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The Brotherhood. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Brotherhood. And then you find some scandals, too, with insurance on the way up during all of this. You find, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, if anybody wants to know what's really going on uh, about and a lot of cases, if you've got somebody who has been injured in any way and uh, looks like you might, you might have a court case, then uh, go online and uh, type in uh, the name Eric, E-R-I-C, Mobius, M-O-E-B-I-U-S. And behind that, type in uh, the uh, uh, Yogurt Shop uh, Murders. What Eric Eric was the whistleblower that uh, discovered uh, insurance reserve fraud. This is a way to uh, launder illegal money of any sort. Mm-hmm. And uh, he blew the whistle on it down in Texas, and uh, he was on the lam. They ran him out of Texas. They were trying to kill him. And I happened to be listening to shortwave radio one evening. It was a show by, um, oh gosh, I don't recall now who it was. Uh, but uh, he was on there. He called in there, and he was a guest, and he even though he was on the lab. Mm-hmm. Oh, Al Adask, A-D-A-S-K, uh, had the show. Mm-hmm. Your remote so, memory is working good. Pardon me? Your remote memory is working well. <laughs> Well, probably better than my short term, Alan. No, nah. well, don't say that. You'd be demented. I called Al after the show, and uh, he put me in touch. He, he gave my information and telephone number to uh, Eric Mobius. And uh, Mobius called me, and I told him uh, about the situation with Martha, and I told him I suspected from what he was saying that something like that was going on in her case. Mm-hmm. And he said, send me the documentation, and he provided me a place where I could fax it. And um, 
I faxed him the information that I had, and uh, a week or so later he came back, and he says, yeah, it uh, smells like reserve fraud to me, with family involvement. Mm -hmm. uh, there's various ways of doing this thing. But what happens is uh, somebody arranges uh, for somebody to be severely damaged or murdered, and then uh, a, uh, uh, this qualifies you for a med-mal suit or, or, or a suit of any wrongful death suit, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is somebody files one of those and never lets the family or the spouse or anybody know. Mm -hmm. And they run this little thing in the background, and uh, then they pass all of these millions of dollars uh, through this suit mm -hmm. from uh, the crooked insurance firm uh, 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 back around all the lawyers and judges and stuff. Everybody gets their cut, and then it goes back into the hands of the crook who uh, mm -hmm. uh, was had the dirty money. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, uh, but there are various uh, little variations on how they do it, and Eric and Farrah, it all out. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, by all means, uh, have a look uh, on uh, the net, and uh, it's all out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric dropped from sight after that, and I never heard from him again, and I, uh, I, I suspect they probably caught up with him, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, it is a matter of what you look at in real life as opposed to the fictional stuff you're fed on yeah. television. You find everything is so corrupt mm -hmm. and crooked and doing the opposite of what, of what the fiction is training you to believe. Yeah. And that's what allows them to do these incredible scams. Exactly. You can be st they can be standing right in front of you and you don't know what's going on. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, events can be happening, and uh, you know you don't know any better. Mm -hmm. But yeah, well, we saw an awful lot of that stuff in the course of uh, years of hospitalization and, and uh, court cases. Well, they'd love revenge on you for bringing all those things forward against those very agencies, and that's part of the reason they've got you labeled too. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that is a part of it, Alan. Yeah. Uh, when I was doing my radio show, uh, I had a lot of guests who were local here uh, who had uh, their children had been stolen by these same people. They, uh, these, uh, uh, they changed their name all the time. Uh, at one time, they were called uh, DFS, or Department of Family uh, Services. And uh, they, uh, and then they named uh, themselves CPS, uh, Child Protective Services, mm -hmm. and uh, and they uh, they sprout little uh, name subgroups, but they are only in name uh, because uh, it's the same people that uh, mm -hmm. steal children and sell them into the adoption market or ship them. Uh, to the Middle East, if they bought a blue hide, why well, they may very be sold in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. yeah. But they, um, and I, I had all of these people on, a number of them, and uh, they told their story. I just provided them a, um, 
a, a place to tell it on that radio. Well, uh, they hacked the radio station. They hacked my phone. Uh, they, uh, they did everything they could do to uh, interfere with things. So I would have an important guest on it. wasn't even talking about that. And uh, they would break into the conversation and make inane remarks. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, Terry Schindler's father on as a guest, and they did that. This is one case, you know, they, were, they thought that would really. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, good chatting with you. And, uh, well, you take care. Keep your powder dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you too. We'll talk to you again. Bye-bye. Bye now. Yesterday, when I was young, the taste of life was sweet as rain upon my tongue. I teased that life as if it were a foolish game. The way the evening breeze may tease a candle flame. The thousand dreams I dreamed, the splendid things I planned. I always built a lass on weak and shifting sand. I lived by night and shunned the naked light of day. And only now I see how the years ran away. Yesterday, when I was young, so many lovely songs. We're waiting to be sung So many wayward pleasures Lay in store for me And so much pain my dazzled eyes Refuse to see I ran so fast that time And youth at last ran out I never stopped to think What life was all about And every conversation I can now recall Concerned itself with me And nothing else at all Yesterday The moon was blue And every crazy day Brought something new to do I used my magic age As if it were a wand And never saw the waste And emptiness beyond The game of love I played with arrogance And pride And every flame I lit Too quickly, quickly died The friends I made all seemed somehow To drift away And only I am left on stage to end the play There are so many songs in me that won't be sung I feel the bitter taste of tears upon my tongue The time has come for me to pay for yesterday when I was young 
When I was young When I was young